what it is, what's up, got your podcast in the cut, the telesis, and we are back with our first sports-related, uh, really our first sports-related uh, podcast. I know we did one on LeBron versus Jordan, that was bad for basketball, but that was kind of more derived from the uh, discussion drummed up by The Last Dance. It's just pure sports, and this is pure Auburn, which is my favorite brand of sports to talk about. So this is going to be another unsegmented podcast. I'm not sure this format is what y'all like or not. Let me know. Uh, there's some kind of review or I currently use Anchor uh, Black. I hope you didn't hear that. Black Bill Burr. And uh, you can reach me there if you want to. Just try to contact me from whatever platform you're, you're uh, viewing us on. And um, a lot of Auburn news in basketball the past couple of days. And with it being so in terms of news recently. I figured I might as well drop a little something-something. Uh, just get my thoughts on a couple of things. I had a lot of thoughts about Auburn basketball the past season. Uh, I thought it was a really interesting back and forth um, roller coaster ride we had, and uh, I would have loved to see it culminate in some kind of tournament glory, but it is what it is. I think that, I guess my first thought is I believe that if we did have a tournament, we would have likely had a lot more success and. um recruiting Jalen Green and Greg Brown. I believe Jalen Green's increasing adoration of Auburn paralleled our increasingly interesting season post-2020. I would say from January before, we probably weren't really that high up with him, but from January on, or February on, I guess I should say, very close, very close, very close um, with whoever's number one was at that point. He said we went to Memphis um, after committing to the G League, but I honestly believe that we play the rest of that season with Memphis being so horrible and Auburn looking like a better road team uh, going forward in that season. I, I guess looking better is like relative, I suppose, but they won some big game towards the end. Maybe would have had a chance. Who knows? But and speaking of things that actually are happening, uh, I guess the first thing we'll go off the list because it's the least relevant. Really, I mean it's relevant, but it's like it's at least relevant towards the future of Revolver, I suppose. Um, so the twenty twenty Tampa team, Tampa twenty twenty, um, they are a team from TBT, the basketball tournament. Uh, home of the Elam, and I'm literally just reading Twitter right now, home of the Elam ending, uh, which is essentially what was ran in All-Star game, the past All-Star game. Uh, I really can't explain them off the top of my head, but if you watch All-Star game, it's basically the same thing that happened with that at the fourth quarter. Um, it's I've watched a couple games from time to time in the past few years. I kind of – don't watch it frequently because it's like I really don't understand why this is. Uh, summer sports for me are very rarely something I follow, but with this, it it appears that it's kind of like a tournament of like teams compiled through college players, usually like old college players that are really good. Not really too many like good current players come through the TBT. Um, there's a lot of stars in college. It's a five on. It's kind of like. A five on five pickup style, but it's like a March Mat. Should I say March Madness or just say like playoffs? I guess it's playoffs, not necessarily March Madness. I don't know if it's seeded, uh, but 
it's really big in the summertime because there's very few basketball teams. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking through 2020s had 64 teams, 2019 64 teams, and then two of the previous three years before that 64 teams. So that's generally like where they go to. I guess it's supposed to kind of be like an extension of March Madness uh, using that. And they use NCAA rules uh, or modified version of it, as they put it. And uh, they do have some NBA players, but there's a lot more um, a lot more love for really big college players. Like If I read this part right here, Many teams free feature professional players reunited in a former college or university name with teams representing Arkansas, Bradley, Cincinnati, Georgetown, Gonzaga, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, or Kansas, Kansas State, Marcus, Marquette, Milwaukee, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Seton Hall, Syracuse, Texas Tech, UCLA, VCU, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess it may be coincidence that a lot of teams tried to do entire like college themed teams uh but bringing it back to full circle i don't believe tampa is being auburn uh satellite team i guess they really just happen to have a lot of guys from auburn on that team they have laron smith i believe it's deshaun murray let me see if i can pull that back up deshaun murray and bryce brown currently they may get a couple different guys. Um, cause I mean, I, I'm not sure how many more guys to have on the squad. They can have four right now, I believe. Uh, so, I mean, they could definitely fit another one. I mean, they could fit Jared Harper. Um, they say, this is a pinned tweet, we are 168 supporters away from 1,000. We have a special roster announcement which we hit 1,000. So follow the steps on the tweet below. Hint, he's familiar with three of our guys. So reading that right there, and it's a tiger emoji, reading that right there, I would presume it to be Jared Harper. Uh, I couldn't see even Chuma Okiki. I don't think Chuma would get his first game reps in such a situation, but he does play for a Florida team. Uh, Orlando, I think it's like, what, three or four hours away from uh, Tampa. So I, I would say 65% Jared, 35%. 35% Chuma. That's my guess right now. But um, that's definitely something if if it can figure out a way to work, something I would recommend following um, over the next couple of weeks. And hopefully it uh, hopefully it's very fun. I mean, basketball is basketball. And I think that um, this will be at least a couple guys that we really like, really like as modern Auburn fans. I mean, Deshaun Murray was invaluable. His couple of I think he was here for a couple of years, maybe. Was he a four-year guy? He might have been. No. Was he a four-year guy? I feel like there's something about his ending here that it makes you think he's not a, he wasn't a four-year guy. But uh, Deshaun Murray, uh, Bryce Brown, so he's Bryce Brown. I mean, that's, that's a big dude. When they get Jared or, or uh, Chuma, I mean, that's definitely – I mean, this will be Chuma's first basketball work publicly in, in a year, in an actual year, above a year at this point. So if it was Chuma, you definitely have to watch. but. I can see it being Jared. This is more likely to me. Moving on from there, I uh, definitely spent a lot more time on it than I wanted to. Um, I'm reading Auburn Hoops fan account at Auburn 
A-U-B-A-W-N on Twitter. Bring his Twitter right now. Uh, just kind of listening off a couple of things that he tweeted. Um, all right, so I'm going to touch on, I guess, Lil Wayne co-signed Isaac Okoro. That's uh that's apparently something that has happened. Uh, couple couple different things being retweeted by Auburn, which is interesting to me. I think it was a Dylan Carwell retweet he made. But let's look at Isaac Okoro. So Isaac Okoro apparently got shouted out by Lil Wayne. Okay, so I'm on. I'm looking on Twitter, but it's Lil Wayne's Instagram. Um. It is Young Money APA Sports and Lifestyle Sports. So Young Money is, if you're not aware, which not everybody might be, Young Money was the label that Little One was signed to uh, for pretty much his entire career, uh, owned by Birdman and uh, and Baby, uh, two people you can look up if you want to see more about him. And his imprint was Young Money. Uh, for, well, his imprint, he started with cash money off of Young Money, but that disheveled when he went a different direction, trying to get his own masters and stuff like that. Now, Young Money APA Sports. Let's look deeper into that. Uh, if you're not completely familiar on why he signed to this, there's a lot more, a lot more record labels trying to branch off into sports. It's something the Rock Nation started doing, I believe, about three years ago, and it's kind of taking place amongst a couple of other different um, agencies. Quentin Williams was pretty much the first guy I can think of that that um that did this that that signed to Young Money APA Sports not not to sign period but to sign to Young Money APA Sports um and just looking at what they have currently signed uh it it seems to be owned by Little Wayne and Nicki Minaj those are two people well they listed a couple of different they have Drake on here too. So it might just be like every young money fellow has like a little bit of money uh, put into this, but because they have Drake on here, they have Wayne on here, and they have Nicki Minaj too. The three biggest guys that um, are on Young Money, and they have sections for football. They have names like uh, Michael Hartman, Marcus Robinson, DeAndre Baker, Diddy Westbrook, uh, Jalen Hurts. Which I'm sure it's a name a lot of people that listen to this will know. Also, Jedrick Will and Jaron Reed. They have a couple of different guys located in this area, which may be because of familiarity. Um, Young Money, Cash Money got a lot of his love in, in Miami, Florida, so very close to here. John the Jones as well. Uh, a couple of different guys. And in basketball, which is, you know, they have these they have different – they have softball and baseball as well. They have Isaac Coro. That's Kadeem Allen. Um you know, it is very possible that they're big. Yeah, they're their biggest. They got Tia Cooper. I believe she's from yeah, South Carolina. Uh, I believe their biggest basketball name currently is Isaac Horro. And he got the Young Money Cash Money uh, shout out on Wayne's Instagram. Uh, welcome to the family, Isaac Horro. Uh, pretty cool little uh, shout out. I mean, biggest, um, biggest rapper in this area. All time is 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 Little Wayne the biggest Southern rapper of all time? You know, it's something to be debated. I mean, but 
Lil Wayne's definitely in the top 10, I imagine. I mean, getting a shout out from Lil Wayne, I mean, regardless of his status per se, is, is pretty, pretty, pretty cool. So let's go from there. We got Isaac Coral covered. I hope this I hope this really opens the opportunities for recruiting. I mean, Isaac Coral's a lot of clout in uh Georgia. Auburn's a lot of clout in Georgia right now. They have a lot of McEakern. Um Mick Eakern guys, which Pablo Escobarner touched on. Isaac Coro, Stretch Ocken Bullish, Reef Cooper, and Dylan Carwell, namely. I believe Isaac Cora may play for a different high school, but he's on the same uh, AAU team as some of these guys. So, you know, take that as you may. But it definitely appears that that, that Jalen Green is gone with the other. I mean, not Jalen Green. Isaac Cora is gone with the other. Uh, he's looking towards the future, and as he should, future top 10 guy. So, going from there, um, we got that, and we got that. The other big name, uh, big news, but not the biggest news, I suppose, would have to be Auburn playing Memphis in the old uh, State Farm. Uh, not old, but ye old State Farm Arena in Atlanta. So Auburn, Memphis, right? If you haven't used Twitter, or if you don't actively use Twitter. You wouldn't be aware of how competitive these two programs are with each other. They've been very competitive the past year. They found themselves competing for several of the same recruits, uh, namely Jalen Green and Greg Brown, a couple other odds and ends, but those are the two biggest ones. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we Auburn obviously has a lot of connections in Atlanta, only about an hour and 20 away. Um I've been picked up and taken to State Farm several times. It's very close. A very nice arena. Uh, I don't personally drive to Atlanta because I, I don't like driving very fast, and it drives very fast. But, but um, yeah, I, I believe that this is a result of Auburn's very active social media team and maybe Memphis as well, getting to set it for 12-12. Um, two, very, two very trending upward type of programs. Both are going to be very good in a couple of years. But uh, for now, I believe Memphis is – I believe Memphis is precious. Uchiwa still, and that's pretty much about it. I think uh, Lester Keonis is also very solid, but those short shorts will make me never respond to him in a very positive manner. Um, and we currently are very young as well. So, I mean, it's not like we have – if this is the past two years, I think we'd beat the mess out of Memphis. Um, but right now, currently, should be very close in terms of talent. Uh, I just really can't. I mean, just to just to hate, honestly, just to hate between these two programs on Twitter recently has has forced this to need to happen. It appears that this has been formed by people outside of those two programs, like all these matchups. It also is Kentucky versus Georgia Tech. Alabama versus Clemson, LSU versus uh, USF, Dayton versus Mississippi State, which is very interesting. Um, this is being hosted by who are these two people? Um, the VII Group and Holiday Hoops Giving. So these are two entities that are working together to provide more basketball around the holidays, I suppose. So that's kind of why this happened, I guess. Very 
contacted these two. I guess gave them enough money to say, "Hey, come on down." And uh, we came on down. Gave me a very big game. Um, probably Auburn's biggest non-conference. Well, I say like Auburn versus USA was very massive in state. In state, it was probably one of the biggest games that's ever been played between two Alabama programs. USA rarely sells out. I think they didn't sell out in years. They sold out for this and then some. They sold out like uh, pretty early, I think, when when tickets went open. uh, Pretty early. Uh, Memphis was deep. Some Auburn people travel. It's about a three-hour drive and some change and a very boring drive. And also it was on the weekday. I believe it was on a school day, matter of fact. Uh, I happened to be in Auburn because I I um, was I happened to be in Foley because I was just taking off that um that semester. But we tried to get tickets, we could not go. Uh, very big game, very very big game. But I believe as far as as nationally speaking, this is Auburn's biggest game since Duke in the Molly tournament a couple years back, or about a year back, I believe, a year and a half back. Um, and this could be if they can if they can uh, pivot it the right way, it could be comparably big not as big but comparably big because duke had rj barrett duke had zion williamson and auburn was not ranked but they had some love from the 2017 runs to tie them over so in any case going to the last major news of the day i know it's been a long podcast 17 minutes but I try to give some actual insights and I just regurgitate what I read. We have the recruit that we needed but didn't want. And I said not out of disrespect because it is something that should be admired to have players that still want to come to a school regardless of who else is being, who else is out there who else is being recruited by that specific program. Because Auburn did not have Carwell very high. They had him very low, and it was very obvious that he was a backup plan. And I don't – I personally was very high, and I don't mean highs in terms of, like, opinion, but, like, drug high on the five-star recruiting that we've done over this cycle. Walker Kessler, BJ Boston, um – Obviously, Sharif Cooper, Jalen Green, Greg Brown, even let some, uh, even let an Auburn legacy, I think his name is Keon Johnson or something like that, uh, Keon something, that was a five-star. We let him go to pursue those other five-stars. In the, in the midst of that, I kind of forgot that Auburn built Auburn, Bruce Pearl built Auburn specifically, on guys that wanted to come to a place that loved them or that just loves ball, not the, the politics behind it. And maybe Auburn failed on so many guys this cycle because we just don't play a politics very well. Um, but we, we get guys that, that seem to not care about politics that are end up being very close to the stud on this level, maybe not NBA stud, but on this level close to being the stud because of their drive and work ethic being harder and tougher than guys – drastically better than them, such as, you know, Tyler Harrow or P.J. Washington or E.J. Montgomery. The ability to play with those guys, with our 
I don't want to say lowly because sometimes it's, uh, satire doesn't go over well over the internet, but our less desired Jalen, uh, not Jalen, I don't want to say Jalen Green, uh, Jared Harper, you know, the uh, the Bryce Browns, the Horace Spencers, the, these guys being able to defend those stud future NBA starters. I mean, it's just crazy to think about, you know. And next up in that that vein of players is Dylan Cardwell, ranked 125 overall in 2020, um, for, formerly a four-star. Uh, the composite has been a three-star, the composite being 24-7 basketball. Um, pretty much, in my opinion, the gold standard for what you want to use in measuring players. Um, when I look at what they have us ranked as, they have our average as a 94.79, which is very good. Uh, and our points, which is on, on their scale, I'm not going to really go into their scale because I really don't know it too well. But their scale has them at 64.85, which is only 0.2 points behind Arizona. So they likely could have gotten um, seventh ranked place if 24 7 recently did, like, I think, a re rank of a couple players. And I think that kind of hurt our chances of getting number seven. But we are comfortably, a, well, I don't say comfortably, but we are point six. One six five uh, point sixty five points ahead of Texas Tech, which is number nine. So I mean that's pretty good. Uh, one five star, three four stars, and one three star. That means Cardwell has us as fifth in the um, the SEC, uh, which is crazy to think about because I mean SEC used to not be that good. <laughs> Let's just say that. Keon Johnson um, committed to Tennessee, the uh, Auburn legacy that we have mentioned. So that put them ahead of us by quite a bit. Uh, we also had LSU, who missed on a couple guys, could have pushed them towards their own top two or three class, which is what Auburn was looking at at one point in the cycle. Uh, they got Cameron Thomas, who was a five-star, a very good player. But they missed on, I believe, Sissy. They failed to get Kuminga. And there's another really big guy they missed on that I can't possibly think of his name right now. But they had also got Sharif O'Neal, who's a very promising talent. Um, very, very great class by them. Uh, overall, that they covered most of their bases. It could have been a lot better, but they did a very good job of of operating this class. And also uh, Arkansas, who turned their um, – at one point successful season – at one point, not successful season into some studs. Uh, their head coach is doing a lot of good things. Kentucky, one of the best classes that I've seen in a minute. Uh, not like comparable, like, well, I would say not comparable to Duke. I mean, Duke's, that class Duke had was once in a lifetime. But it, it it's it's really good. I mean, they have nothing but top 50 players, I believe. It has the most, some really good transfers also come in. So, you know, take that in how you may. But currently, Auburn's class is eighth. Uh, previous year 20, it is the best class in Auburn history. Uh, I believe Bruce Pearl has broken that mantle a couple times in this cycle, in his time here. Um, a lot of good guys. Uh, I believe Chris Moore and Justin Powell are top 50 guys, if I'm correct. I, believe, I know JT Thor is top 60 for a fact. I think Justin Powell was top 50 before uh, he had a lot of issues that have forced him into this cycle. Um, being less desired, but JT Thor 
fiftieth um, on 247. Shreve Cooper, 21st. And um, Chris Moore and Justin Power were, I believe, top players in Arkansas and Kentucky. So some consider Carr was a lot of, um, how should I say, um, chemistry with Jalen, with, with Sharif Cooper and uh, formerly Isaac Okoro. So it's nice to have him there. That pipeline continues to develop. And uh, he's a really, really similar player to uh, Austin Wiley. So it could be a good matchup, kind of like what Austin, as I compared him, kind of like what Austin Wiley was for Auburn two years ago. Uh, when we played bigger teams, Austin really helped. I guess Kentucky, for example, he really helped. Uh, he could, from what I gather, Dylan is kind of uh, slow right now. Um, laterally, he defensively isn't amazing. Uh, offensively, though, he's sound around the basket. So it's like you can use him, I guess, just to kind of develop him. Auburn did a good job turning Austin Wiley to a great defensive player. So I think he can do it again. Uh, anyway, that thing is about it. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hope you subscribe on whatever platform you're using. Hope that the length didn't spur you from hating me because I did try to make it comprehensive, but for four articles of news, I probably shouldn't have took 25 minutes. Anyway, hope you enjoy.